Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And I mean, I made it real clear to the United States Congress if they didn't pass this damn burn pit bill, I was going to go on holy war. Not a joke. Well, tough guy. I guess they were really scared of you, and they said, oh, no, Joe's going to go to holy war with us. I wet myself. Oopsie. And then they ran to their mom, and they said, we got to pass the bill, and then they passed it. That's why they did it. That's why they did it, Joe, because you're the toughest guy in the land. Corn Pop would be shaking in his boots. Anybody else tired of this blowhard? Exhausted by this tough guy act that's been going on for years and years and years. You got to be careful what you say. He is president of the United States. This nonsense, tough guy act is just, it's exhausting. It's ugly. It's radically pathetic. It's violent and it's worthless. I feel that way about him. Just at this stage of the game, as if there was any stage of the game. Worthless, truly. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.Locals.com. That's what you do. I I, I have uh, some other Joe Biden to share with you, but I couldn't share it without sharing it, you know, right. Harris-Biden administration. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. The ghost of Ari permeates everything. This was Joe Biden today. He was doing a, a town hall with veterans, and that's why he was talking about the burn pits uh, right there and he decided he would treat everybody to this doozy you're the best thank you i may be irish but i'm not stupid i married dominic giacoppa's daughter so you know i got a little italian in me now you know i don't i'm not sure what i'm supposed to say to the rest of that um oh, you you may be irish but I honestly, I don't know what else to say. I think I just leave it alone, right? You just you just let it be. You 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 just play it, right? You're the best. Thank you. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so you know I got a little Italian in me now. You know. Ryan, who was working the board, was wondering how long I was going to go without saying a word. What I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. What what do you say after after that content? There's no proper response, and I've got nothing but responses. <laughs> okay, Pookie. Like what? What remotely would work? 
Here, let, here I, I, I will play it, give you a response. I'll let you be the judge. Let's try this again. You're the best. Thank you. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so, you know, I got a little Italian in me now. Ding, oh. fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. Like, that one will work. That one that one will work. Or, or, or. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so, you know, I got a little Italian in me now. You know. <laughs> All right, that one was standard. That was too easy. You knew that was coming. You knew that I, I, w- I would pull that. Here, what about what about this? Maybe this is the proper response. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so, you know, I got a little Italian in me now. You know. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like, dumb. I'm smart, and I want respect. You tell me. You t- I could do this for the rest of the show, and I seriously am considering it. I there comes a moment when there is nothing left to say. There's no there's no other conversation to have. You 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 don't that's it. That's it. That's exactly what I'm doing. There's nothing left to bring to the story. And thus we bring it to Corinne Jean-Pierre, who in a discussion about the border wants you to know uh, that the problem, of course, is Trump. Uh, especially because of what, what the last administration did, and they completely gutted the system. And we know that uh, this has been a, a multi-decade long problem. We need to modernize the system, and this is something that the president has put forth, and we are looking for uh, Congress to act. We are asking Congress to act. Now, this commentary about Trump, this idea that the problem is the Trump administration. Uh, Especially because of what, what the last administration did, and they completely gutted the system. The Trump administration gutted the system? You're going to have to repeat that for me. The Trump administration gutted the system? Guys, it's the same game. Here, let's try it again. Uh, especially because of what, what the last administration did, and they completely gutted the system. And we know that uh, this has been a... That's hot. Right, hot take, right? We, we, we can go, we, we can go uh, with, with that uh, right there. Um, uh, always uh, ever popular, uh, this one right here. Especially because of what, what the last administration did, and they completely gutted the system. And we know that uh, this has been a, a multi-decade-long problem. Need- you always go with a losing horn when she says something uh, that, that ridiculous. And then, um, well, uh, here... Uh, especially because of what what the last administration did, and they completely gutted the system. And we know that uh, this has been this marriage is a lie. I'm not sure how that applies, but <laughs> but I haven't used it in a while, and it sounded really good. Um, what levels of hate does the administration have for you, me, and we? What levels of hate do they have for themselves? Somebody had had. Uh, I'd, I saw this on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, this is, this is what gaslighting is. Trying to get you to believe something that isn't real. 
trying to mentally, mentally manipulate you. The administration gutted, the Trump administration completely gutted the immigration system is a lie. And Corinne Jean-Pierre is lying when she says it. Somebody on my feed on Twitter at Tony Katz uh, said that, the, you know, I feel sorry for Corinne Jean-Pierre showing up every day having to do this. Uh, I would argue that Corinne Jean-Pierre loves showing up every day and doing this. It is one thing, one thing to, you know, the, the president did something and, and I got I to gotta be the person. I got I got I got to take this. I got to make this make this better, right? That's the job. When you're lying like that, you think that that's the job. You know that's not the case. You know that's not factual. But that is a talking point that got put together by that comms team, uh, Bettingfeld and 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 the, and the rest. That's their message to you. And with all due respect, that is a hateful, blanking message. That is a message of hate. That is a message of disgust. I, I swear to you, the first time I heard her say that. You talking to me? You talking to me? Because there's no way she was talking to me. Turns out she was talking to me and you and us and we. She believes in this strategy. Never forget that Corinne Jean-Pierre is a fellow traveler uh, in, in that regard. She is um, that level of, of, of leftist. It's who she is. That much hasn't changed. And oddly enough, this is not the craziest thing I've heard today. How about the school in Detroit that removed the name of Dr. Ben Carson? That story is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. There is an organization called GLAD. You may have heard of it uh, before. The world's largest lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer media advocacy organization. That's what they say. That's what uh, they say uh, right there. And they have got a very interesting post. Putting out on Twitter... Drag phobia is on the rise. There is clear and present danger against our community and threats. We really haven't seen it at this level in over a decade, if ever. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Drag phobia? We've, we've got a new term, people. We've got a new term, people! Write it down! Let's get it into the whole society. Somebody make a TikTok video. Maybe make two. My gosh, don't forget to teach it to four-year-olds. Drag phobia, it's the latest craze taking the nation. Well, I mean, if we're just going to invent crap. I mean, if that's who we are. If we're just going to invent crap at this stage of the game. 
drag phobia. It's not a thing. Why in the world would you even say it's a thing? Because people are opposed to children being sexualized and going to drag shows as children, four, five, six, seven, eight, where people are three quarters naked, twerking, engaging in other sexual positions and or acts. Even if they're, uh, the, the act is uh, pretend. Your problem is that drag queens are doing this to begin with. Why doesn't somebody ask them, what the hell are they doing? You're not supposed to do this. It's an art form for adults. You do it in front of kids, people are going to call you groomer. You know what I say about that? Nothing. Because I can't help you. I cannot protect you from that. You have people who are doing this all across America. And somehow there are parents who actually attend you're going to get called things. And if you don't like it, nothing again I can do about it. That anybody who does drag would think that it's something for children is out of their heads. You're wrong. And you might say to me, well, Tony, they're out of their heads for being in drag to begin with. I don't need to explain to you art form, and they don't have to explain it to me, and you don't have to agree that it's an art form. It doesn't move me in any which way. Adults performing for adults. No business of mine. If I thought it was business of mine, I'd have serious things to say about Las Vegas. But it's not an issue of mine. Doing things in front of kids, I'll say something about. And if you say to me there's something wrong with me noticing or saying something about what you're doing in front of kids, I'll tell you to kiss off. Drag phobia? Seriously, glad you're out of your minds. You should be the one saying, why are we doing this in front of kids? And maybe I worded it wrong there. Why is anybody doing this in front of kids? Not we. Why is anybody doing this in front of kids? If you're okay with the sexualization of children, you're going to get called things. And I don't care what those things are because sexualizing children is always wrong. You will always be on the wrong side of decency, the wrong side of humanity, wrong side of the aisle, wrong part of the conversation. Wrong. You think your screaming of drag phobia matters? Maybe, maybe I should ask it differently. Do you think I give a damn? Do you think rational thinking people give a damn? You call it anything you want. You scream and yell any way you want. Sexualizing children is wrong. And that's all there is to say about that. But it brings us over to the story about Detroit. In Detroit, there is a school that has the name of Dr. Ben Carson, Benjamin Carson High School of Medicine and Science. Ben Carson, the former HUD secretary, presidential candidate, brain surgeon. Ben Carson is an incredible story. Ben Carson has done simply incredible things. The lives saved, the innovation created because of his surgeries, because of his hands, because of his mind, because of his overcoming incredible obstacles. Oh, but he's a conservative. Oh, but, you know, he's a Christian. Oh, well, I guess we have to destroy him. And they take his name off a of school 
because a poll revealed that 80% of the 1,500 people polled agreed that the name should be changed. Uh, he has responded by saying, cancel culture is alive and well. It's infiltrating. Political correctness woke this cancel culture. This is going to destroy us as a nation if we don't get a grip on it. Well, that that's true. What has to be said is that the 80% of the 1,500 people polled are morons. Shame on you. You're not good and you're not decent. And what you've taught your kids is don't elevate people who have done great things and have uh, persevered much. No, 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 no. Only look at their politics and then decide they're not good enough. Tell that to all the children who now lead normal lives because of his work. You'll name a school after LeBron James. You won't name a school after Ben Carson. Do you know how many levels of schmuck you go deep? And notice I didn't say you couldn't name a school after LeBron James. But is there any question that the abilities of Ben Carson are worthy of even greater praise because he doesn't show up on TV every night? Because uh, he doesn't, uh, what, he, he, he's okay with saying that, that Hong Kong should be free, for example, and doesn't chastise people who disagree with him because he wants that sweet, sweet commie money? Dr. Ben Carson isn't good enough of a name to be on a school? To hell with Detroit. Now, the problem is nobody has said this to the residents of Detroit. You're just wrong. Ben Carson has done miraculous things. He is a success story and is someone for kids to look up to. Why wouldn't you want people to look up to Ben Carson? Look at the accomplishments. Look at what he's overcome. That, kids, is what you can do too. But no, 80% of those 1,500 are damn fools. Say so. Tony, you know, they might have they might have had a lot of black people in that in that poll. And now you're calling black people damn fools. I'm calling fools fools. That's what I'm doing. Without fear. It's a it's a good thing when you're already a guy who believes in equality because it keeps you from, you know, from having to question whether or not you can have a conversation. Of course you can have a conversation. And you should. This is embarrassing. And I would be uh, more than happy to see a school district where I live name a school after Dr. Dr. Ben Carson. He's a story. I'm not saying you have to. I'm not saying you should rush out and, and do it just because Detroit did this. But in a world of worthy, his accomplishments, what he has overcome, that's worthy. Worthy of our respect. It's foolhardy nonsense in Detroit. A school board of cowards and people who didn't ask themselves, what is the message we want to teach our kids? Oh, it's connected to Trump. Trump bad, can't have it. Pathetic. TonyCats.locals.com. That's where you find everything I do, guys. TonyCats.locals.com. More to get to. This is Tony Katz today.
sadly, since coming to Congress, I've watched how Republicans and Democrats have weaponized fear in much the same way. We must not abandon our values or our beliefs in the U.S. Constitution. We all swore an oath in this very chamber to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, not a political party and not a single man. That is Adam Kinzinger saying goodbye to Congress. And in doing so, wants to remind you he's special. Very special. Superly duperly special. And you only wish you were the kind of man who could be the kind of man he is. The kind of man who will actually say, had I known that standing up for truth would cost me my job, friendships, and even my personal security, I would, without hesitation, do it all over again. The problem, of course, is none of that is true. Tony Katz, that's me. Hey, what's up? Tony Katz today. Find everything. TonyKatz.locals.com. TonyKatz.locals.com. My same point of view on Liz Cheney is my same point of view on Adam Kinzinger. I have no issue with them being opposed to what it is Donald Trump did on January 6th. I have no problem with them being opposed to his reaction to the election. I have no problem with him, with with them having issues with the rally uh, there uh, in D.C. I have no problem with them being disgusted by the riots at the Capitol. I have no problem with them saying that they think Trump is responsible for the riot. And even I have no problem with them saying, hey, I'm voting for impeachment. When I say I have no problem... With them doing these things, it means I don't, because one could rationalize those arguments. You'd have a much tougher time uh, when it comes to the impeachment conversation, because impeachment was based on the idea of inciting an insurrection, and that's not what happened. You have to want that one, and they would have to deal with the consequences, the fallout uh, they're in. And a lot of people did. Not everybody, but a lot of people did. No, what Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger did was a step different. What they said is, allow me to make this who I am, as opposed to a conversation of where we should be. They did not engage this in a rational way. They engaged this with total irrationality. How do I know this? They both took parts, their parts, a part of the January 6th commission. Kevin McCarthy had appointed Representative Jim Banks of Indiana, Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, to the committee. And it was Nancy Pelosi said, oh, no, no, they're not, they're not welcome. They're not allowed. At that moment, you knew this committee was not interested in anything that was going to keep them from what it is they desired, which was the full frontal attack on Donald Trump. Not about what happened. You knew it. Right from the beginning. And you know what you said? I hate Trump so much. I hate Trump so much. I am going to be a part of this. And that's when you lost the Republican Party. That's when you lost any opportunity to have a rational conversation with the party, with the base, with independents and with people, because it's so absolutely radically politically craven to be a part of this committee, not to oppose things Trump did. That's allowable. They haven't figured this out yet. 
they're still there flapping their gums saying somehow we did something great and we're the great redeemers. Let us renew this belief while casting out those who take the unprecedented call to abolish this sacred document. Just as Lady Justice looks upon the Constitution and the old Supreme Court, one floor, below, one floor below us, we must remove the blindfold of politics and govern for all Americans when we're executing our duties. Where Republicans once believed that limited government meant lower taxes and more autonomy, today, limited government means inciting violence against government officials. You understand that's ignorant. You know it the minute you hear it. This is the last gasp of a ridiculous man who never once questioned his own core, his own self. Is this the right maneuver? Is this the right thing to do? Why can't I say it while also doing this other thing? For what reason would I have to burn it all down? And the answer is, I don't know, but that's what you chose. What a thing to say right here. That limited government meant lower taxes and more autonomy. Today, limited government means inciting violence against government officials. Following the tragic Oklahoma City bombing, former President George H.W. Bush publicly refuted those who used fear to gain support. In stark contrast, our leaders today belittle and in some cases justify attacks on the U.S. Capitol as, quote, legitimate political discourse. Now, if I were somebody who was going to talk about the Constitution, I would have to actually go back to the Declaration, wouldn't I? I would have to go back to the direct Declaration of Independence I would have to ask myself, what is it that it says on this very issue? And one of the things the Declaration says, when in the course of human events, oh, as a matter of fact, this is how it starts. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the nature, which, to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. It, it goes on. Uh, right there, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter and to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles or and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such governments and to provide new guards for their future security. The why of the country, which is the Declaration of Independence, versus the Constitution, which is the how of the country, why we have a country versus how the country should be run, 
bases itself on the idea that this has to happen from time to time. You may indeed have had some leaders who thought that the riots on January 6th were part of that. I am not one of those people because when that moment comes, it will not be led by a guy wearing a Viking hat nor a tri-corner hat. So we're all perfectly clear. But you cannot talk about the Constitution and then lay waste to what the Declaration declares. That sometimes you have reason for the cause of the separation. Maybe some people thought this was the reason. I'm not one of those people. But it was a riot nonetheless, a non-organized riot nonetheless, weak and pathetic, even though... If you were in the building, it could have been seen as absolutely positively dangerous. I don't say no to that. But to claim that the whole of Republican leadership is down with this, which is what he's trying to do in separating himself out as a true conservative or true Republican compared to those other people, weak and pathetic. The once great party of Lincoln, Roosevelt and Reagan has turned its back on the ideals of liberty and self-governance. Instead, it has embraced lies and deceit. The Republican Party used to... Oh, dear Lord, I got to stop for a second just to take in that bit of nonsense. What an absolute elitist snob Adam Kinzinger is. The whole party, everyone except you, of course... You, you're the good and the decent. Everybody else, oh, they don't believe in Lincoln anymore. You mean if you, I mean if the objective is to burn it all down, bravo, Adam. Bravo. I mean, oh, dear God. That is a that is a whole special bunch of ignorance going on right over there. To believe in a big tent, which welcomed the tired. The poor, the huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Now, we shelter the ignorant, the racist, who only stoke anger and hatred to those who are different than us. Dear God, you're watching a breakdown. I mean, you're listening, I should say, to a breakdown happen in real time. Republicans are no longer the party of the tired and the poor. By the way, uh, that's a poem at the base of the Statue of Liberty, Emma Lazarus, uh, you know, bring your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Not to be free, to breathe free. And you're going to use that to decide, you see, that should be the ideal. Are, 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 a, are, are you sure? Because we're still a country that should want to do those things. But no, we're a party that wants to support the racist? The Republican Party, as you just called it, the party of Lincoln, is the party of the abolitionist. The party of ending slavery. Now it's the party of the racist? My gosh, you really are on the Democrats' payroll. An obscenity going on here. Not an obscenity. Wrong word. Just a total breakdown. The man's having a breakdown. Our constituents voted us in based on our beliefs. But we cannot use our faith as a sword and a shield while ignoring the fact that we are all children of God, that we are all Americans. To my Democratic colleagues, you must, too, bear the burden of our failures. 
Many of you have asked me, where are all the good Republicans? Over the past two years, Democratic leadership had the opportunity to stand above the fray. Instead, they poured millions of dollars into the campaigns of MAGA Republicans, the same candidates President Biden called a national security threat, to ensure these good Republicans did not make it out of their respective primaries. This is no longer politics as usual. This is not a game. If you keep stoking the fire, you can't point the fingers when our great experiment goes up in flames. Unfortunately, there are too few Republicans and Democrats that have the spines to stand up and put country over party. I'm not so sure you're one of those guys, although you bring up an interesting point about Democrats supporting uh, the most possible fringe candidate to be able to make it easier for them to get victories. Yeah, they did what they did politically. Welcome to the world. I am not surprised nor shocked by this. Neither are you. They are not good people. If you were to discuss putting the country over party, that is a fine argument and a fine conversation. Saying that Republicans only support racists and you're the only decent guy left isn't the way you bring people in. Neither is lying. As I quoted just earlier, let's hear it from Representative Kinzinger's own mouth. Had I known that standing up for truth would cost me my job, friendships, and even my personal security, I would, without hesitation, do it all over again. I can rest easy at night, knowing that I fulfilled my oath to the office. I know many in this institution cannot do the same. Adam Kinzinger will not be a congressman next term. Not because he lost his job. Not because he lost friendships. Not because there's a risk to his personal security. The reason he will not be in Congress next term is because Democrats in Illinois redistricted him out of a job. They took away the district. The Democrats who are lauding him and applauding him and glorifying him, whose approval he so desperately seeks wrote him out of the script. You want to talk about some hard-edge politics? Well, there you go. That's the hard edge. That in the end, while he wants to tell you how good and decent he is, how he wants to engage in the piousness and show all the pompousness, he lied. He's not out of a job because he stood for something. He's out of a job because they could get rid of him. As for what he stood for, well, he could have done that. He could have stood for something while standing for something. Instead, he stood for nothing while standing for nothing. Adam Kinzinger will not be missed. And he could have been. And that is his legacy. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. We're signing books. We're smoking cigars. We're doing all the things that we do. It's happening tomorrow. Tony Katz, Tony Katz Today. You guys know I do a cigar and bourbon show called Eat, Drink, Smoke. We review cigars, we review bourbon, review bourbon, uh, rye, all sorts of awesome things. Talk weird food, life, lifestyle. It's fantastic. Love the show. It's all over the country. 
Uh, and uh, we are having a book signing for our book, Let's Go Bourbon. came out last year, and we are making sure you have the right Christmas gift this year. Smoker's Choice in Brownsburg on Green Street. So this is going to take place Saturday, uh, the 17th, from 4 to 6 p.m., Smoker's Choice. In Brownsburg, 4 to 6 p.m., I think we're taking the blackened from uh, Drew Estate and uh, pairing that with some Bardstown bourbon, which is going to be in- enjoyable. I'm not sure what I'm going to have. I might have that uh, combination. I might have something else. And then we'll have uh, the book uh, for sale. Uh, and then we have swag, uh, the pullovers uh, for, for sale. And then we're just going to hang out. We're going to chat. And we might we might do some interviews. Well, I don't know. We're just going to have a good time. Do the book signing, Smoker's Choice, in Brownsburg. So what you want to do is you want to come on out. You want to come on out and say hello. If you already have a copy of the book, we'll sign it for you. No charge. We'll just sign it for you. You can buy 10 copies, 50 copies, however many copies of the book uh, you would like. Uh, while supplies last. I should say that. While supplies last. Some some people were asking, do you need a ticket? Nah, you just need to show up. You just need to show up is all you need to do. You show up and we will take care of the rest. So that is Saturday, the 17th. I think it's after the Colts game, right? The Colts are 1 o'clock? Yeah. So uh, so it'll be afterwards. And then uh, come on out and smoke a cigar and say hello and be a friend and buy a book or five and buy a pullover and uh, have a good time. Smoker's Choice in Brownsburg on Green Street. Uh, it, it is the uh, signing of Let's Go Bourbon, and it's going to be a fantastic time. I'm looking forward to seeing you all uh, there before I head out for vacation, which is also going to be awesome. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.